God-given gift unexplored. I believe that, I, I mean, I really believe that I'm going to leave this earth knowing that I have explored every possible gift God has given me. Um, it's, um, it can be a challenge, but I think when it's driven by passion and it's really, truly a gift, um, it will take you where you need to be. And I don't always mean that financially, because I do believe that gifts are there to serve you and your community and the people around you. So missing out on, on, on an opportunity to explore a gift is really costing others in the process. You never know how God will use that gift to help others. So. Um, I kind of wanted to start off singing because I had a dream about Sheila E., well, I didn't have a dream about Sheila E. I had a dream about a Mexican guy who was being chased by the cartel and I was helping him and Sheila E. was the background music. Okay. Fabulous life. Okay, okay. Welcome to my dreams and welcome to Broke, Gifted, and Black. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a straight-haired Nana today. Yes, we do. Little wavy, little, yeah. little waves. Yeah, go ahead and put your little curls in there. Your little, your little uh, flowy curls, not your, yes. your tight not curls. Not my kinky curls. No. Today we are 2A in okay. the building. 2A. Go ahead with the 2A. Right. I know. I know. So now you got to wrap your hair up tonight. No, actually, I use this thing to make the waves because I did my hair three days ago. Oh. This is old hair. There's this thing that you put on and you wrap the hair around so mm. that it can keep the waves. Kind of like on YouTube when you see those like heatless waves with the sock. Mm. But it's it's like real okay. because you can't wrap our hair, well, my hair with the sock. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it'll break it. Right. So it's silk covered like kind of tube thing that you put on and you kind of clip it hmm. and you just sleep with it and it takes like three minutes nice so you blew your hair mm -hmm. out by yourself no i went to the hairdresser oh. three days ago she trimmed it but to keep it up mm, i got it got it got it got it okay. i did that instead of wrapping or pin curling and mm -hmm. it takes five minutes instead of 25 minutes mm. oh those are so, the days no, I'm going to no, say, no, I'm going to go back and get a weave. So I oh. literally can not have to spend 30 minutes trying to twist my hair up or whatever the case may be. But you can straighten your hair and keep it for like. Uh-uh, not the way I work out. Oh, yeah, you do like really work out really hard. Yeah. But, you know, there is a trick. You can put your hair in a top knot, wrap it with a little bandana, and then um, and then it stays. Uh, if you sweat in your head, it's not going to. It. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling stays. you. Have you done this? Yes. Have you tried this? Yes. Because I did boot camp with this. Hey, babe, my edges, my edges be like. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Okay. No, my edges don't play. My edges be like, oh, <laughs> bitch, you tried it. <laughs> you sweat. Tried it. <laughs> oh. And salt, bitch, you tried it. <laughs> you tried it. But it, I mean, it, I, I feel you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going swimming next week. So this is all going to be over oh, okay. uh, next week. I'm doing swim lessons. I'm breaking generational curses. Nice. You don't know how to swim? I don't know how to swim well. When I went to uh, Hawaii, I learned that I am not a good swimmer. Oh, well, yeah, you definitely need to swim, uh, learn to swim so you don't die yeah. um, in water. 
So that's, yeah. that's good. All right. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to hearing about that swimming that adventure. Thank you. I'm, I, I have a private lesson on Tuesday and Thursday and every Tuesday and Thursday for about mm, six weeks, seven weeks. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Pray for me. I'm yeah. scared. Um, so that topped BGB News, Nana Swimming. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Let's, let's get into BGB News. Um, have you, were you a Friends watcher? I was not until oh. I got married. And uh, Carlton introduced you to Friends? He did. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like every single night. Um, we watch friends before we go to bed. Like that's how he goes to sleep. He has to have the TV on and it's friends. Like I know probably every single episode of friends now. Oh my God. Like, Oh Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, okay. Did you watch living single, the original friends? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that is a slightly better show. Um, and we're watching it again. So. Okay. As well. Okay. Yeah. So they're having a reunion, even though I swear they said that they weren't going to. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. They, no. They, they never said they weren't going to. It wasn't a reunion show, right? It was just like them talking. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually what we've got to be. We're going to do probably this evening around um, six o'clock. Is watch, gonna... watch the the friends reunion. Oh, okay. I was like, you're going to sit around and talk about friends? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so it hasn't aired yet, but the uh, creators, Marta Kaufman and... It actually should have sh- started today. Should be on now. Oh, right now? Well, it's, three- well, it's, it, it's streaming on... Um, oh, HBO Max. Yeah. So it should be out today. It is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the creators got together with The Hollywood Reporter and kind of talked about where they fell short mm. and their biggest regrets. Um, Marta Kaufman and David Crane, as well as executive producer, director Kevin Bright, weigh in on everything from the show's lack of diversity. Mm. Uh, Matthew Perry's health, because there was a time when he was an alcoholic or was he on drugs? He was on drugs. He was okay. super skinny on drugs. And- yeah. Uh, what would have ever happened to Joey had there not been a spinoff and whether or not Ross and Rachel were truly on a break. Mm. Um, so if you are a Friends connoisseur, I think I've seen all the episodes as well. Um, I didn't know that Friends literally bit off of Living Single until there was an interview with Queen Latifah and mm. she literally said it and she explained how everything happened and how they wanted to name living singles friends <laughs> and they yeah like everything how they basically just took it uh because living single came in 93 and friends came in 94 mm-hmm. now i knew that i just i didn't know that they wanted to name. but how but how can you how could they have prevented them from naming it friends if it was already in production what like the show friends no living single so she said living single no 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 No, like living single was being created and some of the names that came out were like to to name it were friends Mm -hmm. like before friends was right in production right and they were like this is so good let's take that friends idea and just make it like in manhattan instead of brooklyn 
And basically, like, they took their formula and put it, gave it a white face and then took one of the names that they were going to call it in their pitch and put friends on friends. Does that make sense? So, so basically, it's the same people that produced it. They, they shopped it to the same people. Um, so, so, so living single was just like, oh, we're not going to use, we're not going to call it friends. We're going to, they decided on a different, they decided on a different name. And then when they decided on that name, the company came and said, oh, okay, well, let's go ahead and put white faces on this, do this. And we're just going to go ahead and use the name. Yeah. But it's like, we're going to take that idea that was shopped to us Mm. and we're going to take it over here and it's going to blow up. Um, and it did. And it did. But you know what? I mean, you know, but the thing about it is, and I mean, yeah, it blew it. Their careers are phenomenal, but thankfully, um, every, well, not everyone, um, most of the folks on living single, they also had a a nice career, not definitely not a friend's career, but they had, they still had a career. It wasn't like, um, half of them did. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Overton. Or Overton, don't know. Um, I know Erica Alexander has an, a podcast about oh. reparations. Oh. Well, she's she's coming. She's coming back. There's something she's she's doing a movie right now. She's she did a movie, a Blumhouse movie down in um, New Orleans. Um, oh, with Derek Luke and uh, some of I can't think of that. I can't think of the name of the movie right now. But they just wrapped, and I know this because well. I auditioned for a role on there, number one. Number two, my son on um, First Christmas actually had a role on it as well. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So she's she's working and she, you know, she was in Get Out. She had a, a bit a bit part in Get Out. She was, she was, she was. I think that was a part of her return because for a while she was gone. Yeah. Like, well, she wasn't doing anything. Or was she, I mean, is that was her own, was that of her own volition or was that? It wasn't. Actually, there's a few interviews that she's done that she was just like, uh, like all of a sudden she got locked out mm. and and roles just were not coming for mm. her. And it was, you know, they were looking for a certain look. And so if she she didn't fit that look, so she wasn't getting those parts. Mm. And then and then the people that were getting like maybe, as she said, the roles that were okay for darker skinned women were the big names, Viola, mm. you know what I mean? Like those really big names that it's like, she felt like she couldn't compete. Mm. So welcome back Erica Alexander. Cause she is the bomb. Yeah, she really is. Um, so I would say half of them kept their careers. Right. Like Kim Fields is on that Upshaws on. I heard Netflix. that was really good, which I haven't watched yet. I've watched a couple. It's very interesting. Uh, I feel like it gets better. Okay. I'm on episode three though, so I'm not that deep. But it's very. I mean, it's it's uh, what's Mike Epps, uh, Wanda Sykes, and Kim Fields. So, I don't see Kim Fields in that role, mm-hmm. but she's doing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've heard people saying that it's like kind of a. Um, they feel like it's a modern family type of a modern black family type of look. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely feeds into like uh, some stereotypes because mm. he got like a baby mama who was like a break 
kid and then they have an older kid that he wasn't in their life and then they have Mm. two kids that they're raising okay so there's some stereotypes but it's you know it's mike up so i feel like that's his brand right um so check out friends reunion if that is your thing if not watch the living single ring uh reruns is it still on hulu it's on who i think it's on hulu but it's also on regular tv as well oh okay well Along with the Cosby I don't know show. where you. It show. is. Show it's back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Don't I know the Cosby show is on. residuals just because I'm, Bill Cosby is. The Cosby show was on Amazon, mm-hmm. so right. they were getting money from Jeff Bezos somehow. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to go to Howard, mm. here's your chance. And to honor Chadwick Boseman all at the same time. And maybe to get a class under Felicia Rashad. That's a lot. That is a whole lot. That's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's awesome. They're they're renaming uh College of Fine Arts after the late Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Yeah, he graduated. um, Boseman was an undergrad um, in 1997. and they're going to change the name. Hmm. I think that's beautiful. Um, I I think that's a great way to honor somebody. Mm-hmm. Is to name a school after them. Old school. Um, I mean, is it the and school? Then, though? It's not the school. I mean, it's the it's a it's college. The, it's, the, it's, it's a, a college of fine it's arts. A, it's a piece of the school. Yeah. Piece of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But if now you want to apply, this might be the time. I actually kind of regret not going to HBCU, but oh well. Howard yeah, is a great school. I, I do too. I actually was accepted into Howard, but then I was like, I don't want to leave. Things. Uh, I know. Really? I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Where'd you go? Um, UNT, up the street, uh, up the damn street. In Denton. In Denton. 10 minutes well, away I mean, from the house. That has a really good program, though. For what? As well. That didn't go to school uh, for that? Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, I just went to school and got a degree. That's what I was in school for. Because that's what they tell us. That's to what do. they tell us to do. But thankfully, I was not, I did not have any student loans because the company that I actually worked for at the time actually paid for my school. So, oh. Yeah. So I only had to pay like my first semester a school. Um, I had loans for the first semester. And then when I started working at that company, um, which was Verizon, um, it was GT at the time I'm dating myself, but, um, and, um, yeah, they paid for it. I really don't like, I have to Google that. Yeah, I've been with Verizon for a long time and I don't mm-hmm. remember this GT that you speak of. GTE. But... It was G- general telephone. Uh, GTE. Yeah. General oh. telephone. Like, general te- mm. telephone. And electronics, like that. I don't think that's what it stands for, but okay, oh. that's what we're gonna go with right Google. now. I'm gonna Google it right now. I don't think that's what it stands. I think it's General. No, that's GE. Yeah, see, that? I was like General Electric. No, that's, that's GE. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, um, uh, but anyway, yeah, bought Verizon, all that kind of stuff. Um, Is it General, General Telephone and Electronics? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, she knows what she's talking about. Okay, before we get to the show that we're going to discuss, Hulu is doing a biopic of Mike Tyson uh, called Iron Mike, and they have cast the role of Mike Tyson um, with Trevante Rhodes, who you would know from his breakout role in Moonlight. He played the oldest of the gay guys. I mean, why you, I don't know. I mean, why you gotta say it like I that? I don't know. Like, how to like put his? He he played the oldest of character the, main, of the character. main character. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, it will explore the wild, tragic, and controversial life uh, and career. What Hulu calls one of the most polarizing figures in sports culture. Tyson is not involved with the series in any capacity. Oh, Those sources says, say Hulu executive briefed him and his team on the series a couple of months ago. See, that's the thing about these shows. You can't sit up here. Don't be trying to tell my life without me being involved in me telling my life. Like, because now you're going to put all these little creative liberties in there and you're going to put your own spin on it. And, you know, that's not okay. I mean, but I feel like we know some of the things that Mike Tyson did. Like, we know he had a tiger, right? Yeah. We know that he bit off of Vander Holyfield's ear. We know that he beat up Robin. Givens. I forgot her last Givens. name. Givens. Yeah. Um, did he? Like, we but know. Did he? Did he? I, I think he did abuse her because there okay. were, like, pictures okay. of. And he, and he was uh, went to jail for rape. Okay, I did not know that. I don't think I knew that. You don't know he's been in jail for rape? Who did he rape? I mean, I don't know her name, but he was in jail for like three or four years. Really? What was I doing? (laughs) What years were these? Was I high? What was I doing? I guess so. I don't remember that. You do not remember that. I really don't. In 1992, Tyson was sentenced to six years in prison with an additional four 1992? years. 1992? Who cares? Like, in 1992, I wasn't paying attention to Mike Tyson going to jail. And how are you paying attention in 1992? He was at the height of his career. Yeah, but, like, we were children. I, I also watched boxing. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. And so, anyway, her name was Desiree Washington. So please forgive me, Desiree Washington. She was an 18 year old Miss Black oh, America wow. contestant. Um, the boxer denied the accus- accusations throughout the trial, but was convicted in February of 1992. So, yes, he was sentenced to six years in pr- prison and oh, wow. four years of probation. So, yes. Okay. So, again, yeah. you're going to sit up here and tell my story. I mean, they talked to him. Yeah. That's better than what a lot of like a lot of people have um biographies and biopics written about them and they have nothing to do with it. Right. Like they don't they're not even notified. Well, I mean, I guess at least they told him, but again, I don't they say he doesn't have any involvement, which means to me that he hasn't signed off on any of the stuff that they're saying. Sure. So I'm still gonna watch. I am too. I'm definitely gonna watch. Yeah. And I think that's a good casting choice. I think he kind of he kind of he favors he him. He favors him a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we had uh, Akron on here. Oh, we told him he should be 50 Cent, not, yeah. not Mike Tyson. Yeah. But he kind of favors Trevante. 
So I was like, I kind of thought about it a little bit. See that? Yeah. All right. Our final um, topic for BGB News is This Is Us. They're going to be spoilers, okay? (laughs) So stop listening if you haven't watched this past Tuesday. So this is going to be the second to the last season. Next season is going to be their season finale. Uh, or their series finale. Series, series, mm-hmm. series finale. Mm-hmm. Their final season. Um, and so basically the This Is Us creators talked about, if you watched this last episode, you know that there is a wedding. And they played with our emotions because I was like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, Oh my God, please don't mess up your wedding vows with these, you know, marriage, mm-hmm. whatever he was doing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then you find out at the end that it's not his wedding. It's Kate's. And she's marrying the British guy that didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's Who Toby? wouldn't let her go? Who wouldn't let her, who wouldn't let who her wouldn't quit? let her resign. He had an ulterior motive the whole time. He probably wanted her from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Um, and Madison is still in the picture. Well, I guess she's, she's got to be in the picture. Children. Has, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I wonder okay. if they ended up getting married. I think they might have. I don't think so. Well, how come? Because she was like, I deserve someone who's going to be in love with me. So who's to say he's not now? And he just maybe wasn't at that time. And maybe they just continued to grow and. He, you know, or do you think he's going to end up with Sophie, which would really be like, really? I think he'd end up with Sophie or that, uh, or Beth, Beth's sister or cousin. No, him and Zoe. No? No, but not. Why not? not. But not. What? Why are you so opposed to that? I wanted to be Zoe. (laughs) Did you, did you audition for that? I didn't, but I Oh, would love to. Okay. Oh God, I would love to be Zoe. I would have been like, oh my gosh, that would have been so awesome to see you. No. Mm-hmm. Kissing Kevin. That's why. Are you okay with kissing people in your roles? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, no, I don't want to. I'm married. I'm fine with um, it. Yeah. It's a, like, it's so unromantic. It's so just like, you have a camera is. in your face and like, people are like, cut! And it's like, okay. You know, so it's like not... No, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I had to kiss a guy in a stage play um, over and over. And it was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, But I also wasn't in a committed relationship. So I was like, we can go all day with this. Um, (laughs) Give me some time. I know. Like, eh, uh, let's make it real at stage. I I kind of enjoyed the twist. I'm looking forward to see how how and where Toby disappears, how they become divorced. I thought they were kismet and meant to be. Me so I'm kind of, I'm kind of hurt by that. Um, I'm very hurt by it. Yeah. Like, and I knew that Madison and him were not going to get married. Yeah. You could kind of see that coming in uh, the episode before when she mm-hmm. was watching that video and, you know, had this look on her face, like, mm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I kind of saw it happening. Um, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't see Kate and especially with everything that they were going through with the babies. But then again, I can see that being a point of contention too. That could be and, yeah. tough in a relationship that, and then the fact that he's taking this job in San Francisco and, and she doesn't want to go and 
he has to work and that's where he's working and maybe it was just maybe it was just that maybe they amicably split no, I want some drama. Toby's been a downer. Uh, and I know it sucks to like not be on the path that you want and not have the job you want that does change you. But I just liked fun Toby. So I was just like, mm, yeah, I'd leave him too. Well, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's like, okay, you're not the same person anymore because, yeah. you know, you you based your wealth or your your worth on this job and how, and not necessarily our family. And so, yeah. Um, so holla at you. But hey, so lucky for what? Kate. I said lucky for Kate. She um Listen, she got a man like real quick. All right. Okay. And and he got a little accent. I like a man with an accent. Yeah, well, but he he he's so he looks so corny. And then he the does. Way, and then the way you and then the way you treated me too, um, off top, I don't know if I could I don't know if we could we could be cool. Cause like you did me dirty off top. But that's some of the best relationships, like an ex-boyfriend of, well, I mean, I, I don't think that's a good example because we're not together, but we had a, a decent relationship. <laughs> we had a good, okay, never mind. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that keeps on going down. I'm like, we had a good, decent, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't kill each other. There you go. Uh, um, But we started off as arch nemesis. So. Mm, arch nemesis. Wow. Pretty much. So the final season, uh, was that the season finale? That was the season finale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll have um, to wait until the fall to figure out um, how Toby and Toby and Kate split up. Um, and um, also what's next for Deja and uh, what's that little one the boy. Malik. Oh, Deja no. Malik. Malik. Um, since he he applied to Howard and now Harvard. Oh, was it ha Harvard? Harvard. Oh, we just were talking about Harvard. I mean yeah. Howard. So ha Harvard, and what's going to happen with their relationship? Um, and, and the little girl, what's her name? Which one? Tess. Their daughter. Tess. Tess. Yeah. 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 She's with her identity crisis. She I don't is. know. I kind of feel like. But I was like, okay, your dress didn't change that much. Yeah, I was like, you just threw a black shirt over it and like kind of messed with the skirt and did the the a line hem and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was like this is my wedding. You won't wear what I want you to wear. I kind of felt like I I don't know. I kind of felt like that part was unnecessary, and it's not like not reaffirming your child. But I have been put in many addresses that I was like, this is ugly. Yeah, uh, and I do not want to wear this, or this is not flattering. And people were just like. Okay, as soon as you're done walking down the aisle and you do the reception thing, take it off. Right. That's it. Yep. So I don't know. I kind of looked at that um, that little storyline like, eh, really? Yeah. Right. Is that necessary? Um, Great. So we want to welcome our very special guest, um, Ijama Anu. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank um, you, thank you. Nice to see you, uh, guys, and nice to be here with you, you too. Um, I'm a little biased because she's family. <laughs> so, and she like definitely inspires me 
to do better. Um, but Ijama is a lifelong creative and founder of Oma Organics LLC, a natural organic skincare company. And is it Didia or Dida? Dida. Yes. Handcrafted, a bespoke luxury. Bespoke. Is it bespoke or bespoke? Bespoke. Bespoke. It's bespoke. It's, it's bespoke. It's actually bespoke. It's actually, yeah, bespoke. 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 Luxury leather. I feel like another um, Antigon. It is. It is. Um, it is. Luxury leather. Like, wait a minute. I don't even like reading these bios and then like going to like um, pronunciation.com and be like, how do you say this word? So I love improv, but okay. I love improv. So this is where I live. Okay. Um, she currently holds a full-time job in the payments industry as a senior product manager where she's charged with the commercialization of five distinct products, including implementing go-to market strategies, monitoring sales numbers, and ensuring that in collaboration with the marketing team, the sales team has all the resources necessary to increase company sales and revenue. Ijama has had many accomplishments. Um, Didia, Dida handcraft uh an eponymous brand created and named in honor of her mother um who was fondly called nickname dida was created in 2015 an upscale bespoke leather goods company that utilizes old world's handcrafting techniques to create forward yet classic designs very very fancy and oma organics another eponymous brand named after the company's founder was founded in November 2020 during the panoramic <laughs> and is a natural and organic skincare company with the focus of utilizing good sustainable practices from ingredients sourcing to packaging. Oma Organics was inspired by the founder's desire to create healthy skin friendly products after having experienced her son's childhood eczema and her own challenges with problematic skin. The company utilizes natural and organic ingredients, including organic essential oils for their aerotherapeutic benefits, no artificial fragrances, um, and a sustainable packaging. Hence our model to motto to formulate good skin care for self-care through earth care mm. um welcome to the podcast ej she's also an avid traveler lover of nature and culture arts music perpetual creative and mama of two very beautiful children <laughs> and yeah, an just entrepreneur <laughs> just a little biased but they are good looking kids <laughs> um her motto leave no god given talent unexplored love that Love that, love that, love that. Welcome to Z Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I, I asked you on because you are like all things creative. Because every time I look at EJ's um, Instagram or Facebook or something, she's like, I have a new business. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm doing now. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> How? And this is why I wanted her on this uh, podcast, because I'm like, I need you to share with other people how. And by other people, other people is me. Okay. So, um, so there are a lot of people working um, corporate jobs. Yeah. And they want to do what you're doing, at least attempt it. 
So what inspired you to make the leap to first start your first business, which wasn't in your bio, which was cake decorating, Mm -hmm. and then go now from bespoke, uh, bespoke, bespoke leather goods and beautiful skincare line, which she sent me like the entire line. And it's amazing. But Mm. please let us know. Well, I will definitely say my dad inspired me. My dad was the entrepreneur for life. (laughs) And he, just like I have, worked in corporate Nigeria. He was um, the equivalent of a CPA and he owned a poultry, he owned an investment company and he had had, um, property that he invested in as well. So I pretty much grew up watching him juggle everything. Of Mm. course, growing up in Nigeria is totally different from being a single mother in America trying to run more than one thing. But at least that was the inspiration initially to go into business and to explore my creative avenues. So I have been baking for as long as I can remember. My mom used to bake. Um, She went to school in London and she picked up different um, recipes for cakes and taught me when I was pretty young. And I started a little um, business from my dad's home, actually, when I was 16, making birthday cakes and little wedding cakes and just whatever orders I could get at that age for from whomever would trust me to make their cakes. So um, I did that. And when I moved to the United States while in college, um, I dabbled in just about everything that I could to earn a little extra money. Of course, being an international student, my dad could only swing our fee- my fees and everything else was up to me. So I was a resident advisor. I did braids, I baked cakes, I did everything I could just to get that extra income and mostly because I really enjoyed using my hands. So that was an easy transition for me. And of course, as I progressed with all of these many um, avenues, I had to consider um, time management and all these other things that play, you know, come in Mm -hmm. when you have children and other, um, other things that really require your time. So so it was um, your dad, who yes. was a great man. Um, sure was. And uh, and he always like would slip me money, which I appreciate. <laughs> That's the best, Dad. The best. I know. You give him a hug, and then he'd like slide you some money, nice. and you're like, "Thank you, Uncle." So much. <laughs> I want another hug, Uncle. <laughs> One more. Quite generous. I have to agree. He was. Um, so what business practices did you learn from your job that maybe like one business practice that you learned from your corporate job that you use in your own business? And what is one thing that you will absolutely not do, um, and that you would avoid at all costs? Um, well, currently I'm a product manager, so Mm -hmm. I'm a product manager. I manage about five products. Um, and really what that means is just uh, taking a, mar- a product to market, either one that's in existence in a new market or from scratch. Um, and one thing I learned is really the process of the go-to-market process. Um, it's really helped me specifically in Omar Organics. Did I handcraft it? started as a labor of love. So there was no process. I just started making bags. Someone wanted one. I you know, I made them one and it went from there. But with Omar Organics, really understanding who my market is, 
um, and understanding the, the, the core um, facets of actually taking a business to market, um, that was key in ensuring that I launched this business with some type of a process in place um, as opposed to just throwing it out. And um, it really allowed me to be quite thoughtful and patient in the process because when you think to launch a business, you just want it out there. Um, mm -hmm. And my experience with um, as, as a product manager allowed me to pace myself and gradually follow the tenets of um, go-to-market go strategy to have a successful launch. Of course, it could have been better, but at least I had that little um, foundation to help me initially. Um, one thing I would probably would not do is be rigid. Um, my job experience forces me to follow a very strict process. And there are a lot of things that hold back um, the launch. Um, a lot of, I guess, uh, uh, I guess things that really, in my humble opinion, are not necessary. Um, so just being allowing myself to pivot, allowing myself to um, be flexible in my process as opposed to using some of the rigid practices that I've learned over time. Interesting. Well, I mean, so I'm, I want to go back to this cake thing because, <laughs> I mean, there's something about you know, cakes and recipes and, and sweets. Mm -hmm. So you, you said developing cake recipes was easily transferable to formulating skincare products. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> number one, how? Okay. <laughs> yes. And then like, okay, can you tell us like three skills that are transferable? And, and then, of course, I want your best cake recipe. Okay. All right. So how? Um, formulas. Formulas, recipes. They're pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are different ingredients that need to be formulated in both areas, in either area. But the idea of formulating is really determining how much of this and that will make that. Mm -hmm. So in cake decorating and baking, um, a cake can easily go to bread <laughs> if you add too much or too little of any one ingredient. And the same applies here. You can get a butter or a cream or an oil, depending mm -hmm. on the amounts of each ingredient that you add into the formula. So that was easy for me for my mind to grasp. Of course, initially my formulas were pretty basic. You know, I'm, I was mostly, um, and, and I am for the most part, mostly oil-based. Um, but it took me about three years to get to my body butter formula as it is today. And it really was a process of weighing how much of what are the contents of this particular butter compared to this other butter, shea butter, kwasu butter, two different ingredients, both butters, but a little more of this a little less of that gives you a totally different product. Hmm. So I was able to just transfer that know-how of understanding how much of each ingredient can um, get you the end result or the end product. Um, so really, it's really baking is very, very much science-oriented. Mm -hmm. And the amount compared to cooking, cooking, you can just like mama taught us, just throw in ingredients into the pot and yeah that's my recipe you know but for baking no you gotta yeah. get it right to get a pound cake or a sponge cake those are very very science-based and the same applies with um skincare formulating 
Nice. So what's your what's your best cake recipe? Like what's your favorite? Um, well, it used to be um, my carrot cake mm. for gosh, wherever. And I'm a su- I'm a southern girl now. Mm. But <laughs> okay. Red velvet. Red velvet is my to die for recipe. Yeah. Really? Oh gosh! Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> At the next, I don't know because you haven't brought cake oh, gosh. to anything that you've been to. You pop up and you don't bring no cake. Next yeah. time you come, bring some cake, you jumper. Also, I'm I telling know. everyone, I'm be like she good white chocolate, um, yeah. raspberry cake as well. Mm. But red velvet carrot cake on my top. Now I want some something. Sweet. I don't bake anymore for people. I just bake for my little people. Oh. They're not so little. But, but for family too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to have a family gathering and we're going to yeah. have you bring some cake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So y- you work f- full time. I do. You have two businesses. Yes. <laughs> so how again, <laughs> I think my question today for you is how, 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 like, how, how do you, how, how do you balance it all? And like, at, at what point would you feel comfortable just saying, you know what, I'm going to go full force into these businesses yeah. I have, and I'm going to quit this, this, this day job. Well, the how, the answer to how is by the skin of my teeth. Okay. Okay. So this is no easy feat and it's not always something I would encourage others to do. Mine is very driven by my passion for the things that I do. Um, so I think that's what the key ingredient there is if you're not passionate about your business or business endeavors, don't juggle to the, the two. Don't juggle a full-time job and business um, because it does take that passion to take you to the next level to keep you awake till 2 a.m. in the morning after you've gotten off your nine to five focused on your job. Um, it takes passion to take time away from your loved ones to not make that trip, you know. So for me, um, that was key. Um, oh, that is key. How do I do it? I really, I'm not the most organized person in the world. So that's why I keep harping on the fact that it must be passion that gets me through all of this. Um, but I've learned to prioritize things. With Dida Handcrafted, I started it, of course, just, um, as, as I said, it was a passion project that stemmed from the death of my mom. Um, and it was actually um, therapeutic for me. So I started one bag, I carried it around, someone wanted to order it, and it just kind of went from there. The plus side of that is I was able to gradually make my way into forming a business from initially just, you know, this is my hobby or whatever it was. I took the time and purchased my tools, which Leathercraft tools are very expensive, and I'm still working on gathering all of that. But um, the plus side is with the reason I was able to start Um Organics, even with Dita Handcrafted, is because I was able to um, kind of determine what type of business I wanted with Dita Handcrafted. I have the leverage to be, I have the ability to actually determine how many orders I'm going to take with Dita. So it leaves room for Um Organics, which orders come through whenever and I fill them. With Dita Handcrafted, currently I'm working more behind the scenes with um, two up-and-coming brands um, doing a pre-launch for them and creating uh, prototypes for their business. So it's a slower process on that end. And also with my direct customers, 
I can choose to take an order or not, depending on what's going on with um organics on my nine to five. So it's kind of a perfect blend of businesses mm. because I can kind of taper where I want to um, focus. When will I quit my job? With as a, as a single mom, it's kind of a challenge to make that decision. Uh, I was more adventurous with, when I didn't have my kids. I mm. quit on a dime and do something where I never quit, but I would change things right. or, or, or do something new on a, on you know on a dime. But with them, it's a little different. I have to have benefits too. Through. Sorry, benefits. so you gotta have benefits too. We need healthcare. Yes. So healthcare. I'm thinking, um, and I do recognize that I have to put. I, I only get out from either of these businesses as much effort as I put into them, and I can't give them a hundred percent if I'm working for someone else full time. So my goal at this point, I'm not that person who wants to replace her salary altogether because I know if I quit at, uh, or rather, if I can um, gain from both businesses about 60, 70% of my salary, I'll, I'm ready to quit, really. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that once I do so, the energy that I gave to my business, I can focus to my work, I can focus on my business and turn over profits and revenue much faster. So um, I'm not as um, scared to make that leap, but I'm not waiting for it to replace my salary, but I'm just kind of trying to pace myself and make sure it's the right time. And no, 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 not all of us can be as lucky as you and get uh, laid off and get a, <laughs> and get a payout. So, you know, if that happened to me and God just dropped that in my hands, I will take it and run and focus mm. on my businesses. But that's where I am at this point. <laughs> Yes, healthcare took away my money, but that's okay. Um, Remember that. Um, But I mean, no, like that was that's what I prayed for. I did pray to get laid off with money, and I did get laid off with money. Um, So we we touched on money. So I'm sure people want to know because to create businesses, whether it's a creative business or not, um, funding. So how do you fund these ventures and what one piece of advice can you offer people who want to do the same? Because capital is one of the hardest things I think into like that barrier of entry. It is. Yes. So for me, um, Dita handcrafted is a hundred percent self-funded. Both are actually, Hmm. but Dita handcrafted, as I said, started as a hobby. I gradually made my way into, um, turn it over into a business. Um, so I was able to gradually purchase equipment as one at a time, you know, all my bags are hand stitched. So, um, by you, by me. Yes. (laughs) There are the pieces of equipment that need to be purchased in order to get a piece of leather into, um, into a bag. So I really just gradually worked my way to that point. Um, organics. I've been, making buddy butters for oh gosh several years um and selling them one at a time as the orders came in you know but i i made the decision to make it a business about three years prior to my launch and i started off thinking i'll just sell buddy butters and maybe some oils and that's it but as I continue to work on my formulas, one thing led to another. Next thing I'm making soaps, I'm making 
you know, uh, masks and all of that. And I had to stop and ask myself what I was trying to do with this. It was more capital intensive to open all organics because I took it from a little thing to this big, it's not big in that sense, but to- It's an extensive line. To an, yes, more extensive than I, I expected initially. So- Like there's a chapstick. It, sorry? I said like there's a chapstick. There's a chapstick, yes, that extensive. But, <laughs> but I, um, I did it by using personal funds, really. Um, all my bonuses, tax refunds, any little bit I could gather mm -hmm. together, I used. It took three years to get here. So I wouldn't necessarily say anyone should follow my lead in that sense. I would suggest, um, and another way I may have done it, was to continue along the lines of selling one product at a, one item at a time and just continue to grow my customer base gradually um, and eventually get to that place. If you, that's, if you don't have the disposable income um, up front to make that investment, because Starting a skincare business, it's capital intensive. You need packaging, you need marketing materials. There's so many expenses that come into play that you don't consider when you want to start a business. I'm just going to start a business. But once you get right into it, it gets more complicated and more complex and requires a lot of financial know-how, so to speak, to, to make that leap. So I would recommend anyone considering this to really start um, small within their means um, and work their way to um, the place they envision for their business. Got it. So you call yourself a lifelong creative. So between skincare, <laughs> cake decorating, designing bags, which one is your zone of genius? Like which one could you maybe put the others to the side for to fully focus on that? And it's your true calling. No, no. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I actually believe that they're all my calling. Okay. And I've never, <laughs> even starting from braiding hair till today, because there's so much more I've done making jewelry and all of that. I'm what you call a multi-potentialite. So I have... <laughs> I have a few talents that could potentially earn an income. Um, I actually allow myself and life to determine where each of them goes. These are things that I was, I feel I was born with and I've developed over time. Um, my mother used to say, God bless the work of your hands. And I, and she always said that you are so good with your hands. So when my dad was talking about go to um, go get your master's, go get a PhD. My mom was like, leave my daughter alone. Her hands will get her where she needs to go. So my focus is not just the financial aspect of the things I do. They actually, Dida, for instance, is therapeutic for me. And I love taking a piece of leather, which I've always been obsessed with, the smell of leather. I know it's crazy, but... No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I understand. I, no, I, I like, like the smell of glass. glass. Oh, Sorry. gosh. Oh, you like grass? Glass. A grass, Gla grass, glass, grass, gas. Which which one is it? Gas, 
gas. I kind of like the gasoline. smell of gas too. Oh, yeah. my, my sister loves the smell of fuel. Ga- gasoline yeah. Mm-hmm. fuel. Yep. Yeah. She, so. yeah. So no, not weird at all that you like the smell of leather. <laughs> no. Not at all. Okay. So um, that is therapeutic for me. The skincare just came from my obsession with ensuring that what goes on my kid's skin is the best possible thing on earth. And I wanted to just pass that on, share that really with whomever is willing to join this revolution, so to speak. Um, So I think they're all there for a purpose and a time. And I try as much as possible not to put a timeline on either of them. And I'm just really allowing them to each serve their own individual purpose. And um, if in the future, um, organics grows to a place that I choose to sell it, I still will continue to work on skincare. You know, mm-hmm. if Dita Handcrafted does the same, and, and I'm hoping in the next couple of years, I will be able to hire people and have them do all the major handwork, but I still will continue to um, make leather bags. I still braid hair till this day. I make jewelry when I feel like it. So. These are not things, in my opinion, that have an end. Um, I think they're there to serve me and others, really, for as long as they're supposed to. So, sorry, not a direct answer. Okay, no, that's, I mean, that's a fair answer, though. I mean, you are good at all of those things, so never... Not to say I'm great at all of them, though, but I really, truly am passionate about each of them. As someone who does not know how to braid hair... (laughs) Me either. I don't know how to braid hair at all. Yeah. I can't but, even like, I can't even like, I'm getting better at it, but flat twist, I can't even flat twist. Oh boy. Flat, I do plaits. Like, yeah. Sealy is what I look like at night. Like, Well, I went to boarding school in Nigeria, so it's kind of... Oh yeah, you guys learned that there. But my <laughs> oh. mom went to boarding school and she don't know how to braid. Well, I don't actually know. learned from watching braiders who were braiding other people's hair. Oh, in hair the so market. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Oh. She didn't do that. I need to tell. I was very, very, like, disappointed in her as a Nigerian woman. Oh, no. Okay. Um, sorry. Yeah. My auntie has amazing skills elsewhere, so please. She's a great lady, but she don't know how to braid hair. That's all I got to (laughs) say. So can you tell us about your, your, a little bit more, I mean, you've told us quite a bit about your skincare line, but can you give us a little bit more and then what makes Oma Organics the line that we should choose for our skincare needs? Well, everything I said, um, I've said really on this, um, in this conversation, it really stemmed from my desire to make cleaner, um, skincare products. Um, and as I mentioned, it's skincare for self-care through earth care. And the self-care part came in from COVID, really. Mm. I was just going to make skincare products that were clean. And I realized during um, 2020, once COVID kicked in, um, I was a mess. <laughs> and I assumed everybody else in the world, you know, most people were suffering the same plight. So um, it was really important at that time, being cooped up in my house with two teenagers and um, having to monitor them, I felt I was losing my mind practically. So the importance of taking time away and really making uh, skincare products that were really about the experience. Um, I didn't want to to add ingredients that serve no purpose. Um, Another thing we say is that every ingredient serves a purpose. Um, when we use essential oils, they have aromatherapeutic be- uh, benefits. So you're not just washing your skin, 
you're taking in those scents that actually either help calm you, energize you, whatever the case may be. And I wanted people to take care of their skin while taking care of their soul and their spirit and helping the earth in the process. So I think those key, those three things um, are key uh, for people who, uh, who value um, the importance of taking care of the largest organ in your body. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually the, the entryway for toxins. And unfortunately, you put the wrong things in there, your organ, other organs suffer in trying to process those um, toxins. So first thing, you know, someone who cares for skin and natural and organic ingredients that have been proven to be more effective um, caring for your soul and your spirit and ensuring that what you use on your skin actually is beneficial to your, your, how you feel, as well as ensuring that the products are sustainable, eco-friendly, have sustainable packaging, reusable packaging, um, and all of that. So my, my daughter actually pushed me <laughs> into this eco-friendly world. Um, so it was key that if I created a brand um, for skincare that I was ensuring that those were key tenets of the brand. I like. Yeah. And also the packaging is eco-friendly as well. Yes, yes, it is. Um, just to let y'all know, she's serious <laughs> about this. I am. So we... Um, this is usually Nikki's question. I know. Go ahead. I'm but, so used to you doing it. I mean, no. I mean, you didn't put a name by it. So I think. I didn't. It's yours. <laughs> Go ahead. I forgot. I, oh, it was, yeah, it was it, yours. What you got? You got late? Okay. So um, everybody, everybody we ask, um, everybody that comes on, we ask uh, to give us some broke advice, some gifted advice, and some black advice. And then also, how can we support you and your brands? And where can we follow you? So first up, give us some broke advice. Don't quit your job. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't quit, quit your, your day, day job. job. Don't yeah. quit your day job. Um, work on your talents slowly but surely. Never give up, but definitely do so with a plan in mind, a proper process, a goal, and attain that you know in a timely manner. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly, don't take any unthought um, out <laughs> um, risks. Okay. okay. Broke advice, gifted advice. Well, as I said, my motto is um, uh, leave no God-given gift unexplored. I believe that, I, I mean, I really believe that I'm going to leave this earth knowing that I have explored every possible gift God has given me. Um, it's um, It can be a challenge, but I think when it's driven by passion and it's really truly a gift um it will take you where you need to be and i don't always mean that financially because i do believe that gifts are there to serve you and your community and the people around you so missing out on, on, on an opportunity to explore a gift is really costing others in the process you never know how god will use that gift to help others so I say definitely explore every possible God-given gift. I feel like that was directed at me. Okay, and your, <laughs> and your, um, what's the other one? Black. Black, black advice. Okay. Um, black, 
For me, it's community. So I would say collaborate, give back, promote every chance you get. Um, in my business, as much as possible, I look for, um, there aren't a lot of black suppliers in the skincare mm. industry. Um, my attempt really to, um, to get my supplies directly from my source in Ghana actually turned out to be quite a challenge. But as much as possible, I try to find black um, suppliers where possible. And I try to co collaborate with as many black um, business people, my photographer and so on, and so my web designer, all of that. And um, also promote in the same vein. Um, mm. I have a lot of, there are a lot of um, skincare companies, uh, other small skincare companies like mine, on Instagram, and every chance I get, I shout out one, two, three, however many of them. And I really don't believe in another person taking your blessing. I think mm. as much as possible, we, if we promote each other, we allow the community to grow even better and stronger. So that's awesome. I like that. Me too. I like that. Maybe we could, you know, do a giveaway. That was me asking. Guys. That would be awesome. Um, Unfortunately, just I celebrated my birthday last week and um, happy belated birthday. Thank you. And uh, Instagram shut me down for attempting a giveaway. So I'm still trying to I, I don't know if you've noticed. No, no. But my, my Instagram page is like. Oh, wait, last night we were trying to tag you and we couldn't yeah, find you. And yeah. I blamed I blamed Ezra. No. <laughs> I was like, you don't know how this shit works. <laughs> no, oh. it's Instagram and it's almost impossible to reach out to anyone to help. I've written many letters. Um, so I'm at a point where I'm trying to make a decision whether to create a new username, a new page. But there, there goes all my followers and most of my customers. It's actually my direct line to my customers. So that's and because I have a shop on Instagram, my assumption is people typically go from Instagram to my Instagram, yeah. to the website. So that link is broken. And um, so I've been trying to figure out what the right um, strategy would be at this point. Um, wait for them to release. They said it's deleted, but I'm hoping there's it's there on the back end. Release my page once I show that I was not, they claimed I was selling, um, selling buying likes because I was doing a giveaway. <laughs> so People um, do giveaways it, all the time, though. Yeah, people do, but their algorithm mistakenly picks the wrong people. And a lot of people have had this issue lately where the algorithm flags the people who are doing the right thing as being going against their terms of service. So, so yeah, it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't know mm. if I ever want to do a giveaway from my end anyway. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to call it something that. else then we're right. going to look up uh, what it's, what it is in Spanish and we'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'd love to collaborate with you, my dear. Okay, so that takes away the last part. Where can we follow you and support? But um, <laughs> well, I'm on um, uh, it's umorganics.com. The website is still there. Okay, <laughs> and there's um, um organics Co on Facebook, and um, I still haven't determined what username I will use to reinstate my account on Instagram, but. Alma Organics will be there somewhere. There are a few others in Nigeria and elsewhere. So, you know, 
Got to um, figure out the best wording yeah. on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is the Philip Young and Co. still on IG? Philip Co. Yes. Philip Young Co. Is still, still on there. IG? It is. It is. Okay. And I'm actually considering as another option, just changing the name for that one and just combining the two. It makes life a little easier. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that might be the option. But Phil, Phil Young Co. Okay. On Instagram. Okay. All right. Well, we will put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, EJ, for being Thank on you. the podcast. Thank you for inspiring me to be better. Aww, you're um, awesome as you are. Thank you. And thank you for the cake that you will bake for us whenever we all get together. <laughs> Sounds good. Hint, Sounds hint. like a plan. Hint, hint. Tell the kids and send them my love. I will. Um, and uh, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. for having me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much to our special guest, Ijama um, of Oma Organics and Dida Handcrafted Bespoke, Bespoke Leather Goods. Antigone. Uh, we're definitely, whatever. We're definitely going, I mean, bespoke, 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 bespoke. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to have a, a giveaway for her products. They're amazing. They're great. You'll be glowing. No ash for the summer. Hashtag glow 2021. Um, but we'll figure that out. We're not, I, I don't, I don't understand the algorithm and how I can delete your thing. Anyway. Um, but thank you so much, EJ, for being on the podcast. Moving on to our bath and our gaff. Um, Nikki has a bath. Yes, I have a bath. My bath goes to Dan Fogelman for um canceling This Is Us. Season six. I okay, didn't cancel it. Okay, it's not canceled, but ending it. I mean, like I mean, I I guess it can't go on forever. Yeah. But I mean, like they could like explore. Tess. The children? Yeah. What you do to see what Tess is gonna do, what Deja's gonna do. Because apparently I think when she came to the house that she was she was not with Malik, maybe. I don't know. Um they really they they introduced us to um the older Jack. girls. They, older, they introduced us to Jack, to older Jack. And then they just like Oh yeah, they he just, just disappeared. They just disappeared. That storyline just went away, it disappeared. Yeah. Um and then like I I mean like they introduced Jennifer, um, the uh, is that the adopted daughter? No, that well, yeah, um, no, that was the um, the girl that had a uh, relationship with Kevin that was friends with Uncle Nikki, um, and they just like kind of threw that story in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. She was she just was like just, so yeah. such a she's just like a random story that was thrown in. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think they could you know they could explore some of you know, of that stuff, you know? Um, I think they're going to be in syndication by the time season six will, rolls around. But what does that, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, yay for them. Because but- I, I feel like you, you want to go out on a high note and this is us. Everybody loves it. Yeah. It hasn't jumped the shark. We're not like, like honestly, I, and I know you posted about it and I was at first, I was worried when I saw your Facebook post about like not, uh, what's his face from Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, uh, Avery. Yeah, not Jackson. Avery from, and I was like, they killed him too. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly have not watched Grey's Anatomy since because mm. I feel like Grey's Anatomy should end, mm. and they're still talking about renewing it. And I'm like, what else are you going to do? Well, look at SVU. Like nobody wants SVU to end. Are you kidding? Me? No, but SVU doesn't really have like that. 
Like each episode is like it's a standalone own story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh my God, uh, organized crime is really good. You don't like it? Eh, I mean, it's okay. I, I, I don't know if I'm just I buying, like it. I don't know if I'm buying Dylan McDermott as this like m- this organized crime boss guy. I kind of buy it because it's usually the ones that don't look like they would be jerks and he gets other people to do his dirty work. I mean, he looks like a jerk. I mean, he looks like a jerk. Like There you but, go. But I mean, still, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I like Elliot. So I'm, and, yeah. I, and I like the, the lead lady, um, Danielle uh, Truitt. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, I mean, so, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's growing on me and I think that's with any show, right? I think, I don't think every, you know, all shows just jump on you like this is us jumped on you the first I mean this is us is is someone called it emotionally manipulative Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call it that but it does know how to tug on those heartstrings like it knows how to get you you know what I mean I think personally oh I agree um but yeah so he he gets the bath um I know we have another good gaffe but um Mm -hmm. I want to give Kind of a gaffe. First, I thought you froze because no. you stayed up there for a long time. <laughs> to to Kenya Barris, right? So he's he's ending um, blackish. Kind of, I think the same thing, right? On a on a high note, right? He's ending it on a high note. I feel like it could have ended a season ago. Hmm. Um, but he might also qualify for a bath because he he's doing brownish. Yeah, yeah. I feel I so I feel like he's not quite knowing when to call it quits. Right. I mean, this ish is out of control. Yeah. The ish and then there's still old ish, remember? Still old-ish, yeah. And then but there's Mixed-ish got canceled. So uh, yeah, yes, it did. Yeah. And so And we are still open to being uh showrunners for Deadish. Deadish. Yeah. Okay. Petty Ghost. Petty. Bring her back. <laughs> Bring her back. Bring her back. Okay, our gaff, our other gaff, goes to Ava DuVernay, who's always gifted as fuck, who uh, was awarded or given an honorary doctorate from Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, she just received it May twenty second, marked the three hundred twentieth commencement ceremony for Yale College. Um, graduating students from the class of 2021, undergraduate professionals and graduate schools are all alike gathered together um, in the ceremony, sans an audience. So she is now an on. I would still call myself doctor. So now we're going to call her Dr. Um, Ava DuVernay. Mm. Dr. DuVernay. Yeah. Uh, Dr. DuVernay. Mm-hmm. And to get uh any kind of degree, whether it's honorary or a real from Yale, mm-hmm. is quite prestigious because I applied to Yale. Nice. Uh, for the uh, MFA. And I got to round two. Oh, wow. And then they told me no more. Oh, well, you know. Hey, at least you got to round two. Some people don't even get there that far. That's, I mean, true. But it was it was a process. And those people usually are very quite successful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, shout out to Dr. DuVernay. Yes. Um, that, do you have a peek? All I got to say is next week or the week after next, critical race theory. Mm. Um, what the fuck? It's like, wh- why are we banning this everywhere? Why, why is everybody? Actually, you know what? A peek behind the curtain. Fuck Texas. 
Okay? And fuck Abbott. With all of your stupid bills and you're banning how racism is taught and slavery and you're letting people get guns without any background checks or license or any kind of training. And then you are you're doing your voter suppression and then you're also banning government, local government from implementing mass mandates like what the fuck? And, and then you're ending government help for the pandemic when you just said government shouldn't be um involved in the health mm-hmm. of people but yet you're in the health of women's bodies I, it's just the hypocritical the hypocrisy so much this. so much it's like hmm so wait do you what is it do you want government to be involved in health care conversations or not because for those things that they want to be involved in they will be involved in well that's don't don't say that don't say you don't think government should be involved here but then involved elsewhere just say nothing and just or just say that we're hypocrites and we want to control women's bodies and this is not about life mm-hmm. uh because someone was saying that uh foster care in Texas is privatized mm. So how is that helping any? I mean, we saw our electrical grid is privatized. Uh, the February blackout wow. was because of that. So how are you really helping children? So be- peek behind the curtain, open up the curtain. I say, fuck Texas, close the curtain. Okay. Um, and that ends our podcast and fuck Greg Kevin. Um, once again. And Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz. Um, that ends our podcast. Uh, follow us on Broke, Gifted, and Black on IG and Facebook. Email us at hey.brokegiftedandblack.com. We're going to have two episodes come out this week. We have a bonus and this one. Thank you all so much. Um, holler at us. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.